Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to Expedition Cartoon, where my brother and I explore the vast and beautiful worlds of animation for the perfect place to call home. We're your captains, Alec and Lou, and today we are entering Halloween Town? Question mark. Question mark. Is that not where we're going? Oh no, you mean like the one from from night? Not Halloween Town from Halloween Town. The one from Nightmare Before Christmas. That is also true, but I was referring more to the fact that we could also, in today's episode, be entering Christmas Town, or perhaps Easter Town. Oh my god, I so know where you're going with this now that you say that. <laughs> Everybody, today we are talking about Nightmare Before Christmas, a Tim Burton classic, I would say a Disney classic, it's safe to say as well. Um... And Lou, we actually experienced this in a very different way to prepare for this podcast. We did. We went out and actually saw uh, the movie in the theaters in 3D for the 30th anniversary. Yes, yeah, so it is, in fact, the 30th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas this year. A lot of movie theaters were showing it as a special treat, and Lou and I had never actually seen it in theaters. We had only ever seen it uh, watching at home. Uh, and there's a bit of a backstory that I remember, at least, where we had a cousin who we would visit a lot when we were little, and she had Nightmare Before Christmas on, I think it probably would have been VHS at the time. Yeah. And every single time we went over, I would ask to borrow it. No, like, no matter what, it was always that movie, no other ones. They would always lend it to us, and then I would go home, watch it, bring it back, and then the cycle would just repeat. I loved this movie as a child. It was one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, this one really stoked. I, I, I think that this is obvious. It's obviously the go-to, like, Halloween movie for a reason. Um, it's just got some of the best imagery you'll see in any Halloween film uh it's it's teeming the town is just pouring in it and it's gorgeous and uh yeah it re i remember it really well i honestly don't remember us being at uh our cousins that clearly because i was really young uh but i remember I, I i remember the movie from before when i can remember if that makes sense well and actually i'm referring to also our cousin shannon i'm not sure if that was the connection that you made uh yeah. hi shannon if you're listening um yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, coincidentally, she's somebody who visited the real-life Halloween town from the Disney Channel movie not that long ago, which is yes. in Oregon. Yes, indeed. I want to go there. I uh, yeah. my car's kaputs, but I was planning to this October, and I didn't get to, and now I'm sad. And, well, that's sad. Do you, do you want to talk about it for a second? No. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, I didn't actually want to listen. I just felt like it was the appropriate response rather than just move into the next topic. Wow. Well, whenever you ask if you want to listen, we know. Well, I'll tell you what, if I ask off recording, I definitely want to know. <laughs> Fair. So you mentioned that this is a Halloween staple, a Halloween favorite for so many people. It's also a Christmas favorite for a lot of people. And there's an ever-going debate. Is Nightmare I don't Before believe Christmas... that's true. I it is truly true. don't. I have I never have... met a real person that actually watches it for Christmas. Okay, well, I would say that in this case... This is a half Halloween, half Christmas special because Halloween is over. We have decided <laughs> off camera. I just accidentally completely smacked one of my uh, equipment pieces. Oh, we could hear it. <laughs> oh, you heard it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. All right. Just going to mark that timestamp or <laughs> maybe leave it in. We'll see. Um, That's a good one. But uh, yeah, no, I have heard people swear by this as a Christmas movie. And part of the reason we're covering it right now 
is because Halloween's technically over, uh, and a lot of people start celebrating Christmas right now. Uh, and I should very clearly state not everybody, because Christmas is not a holiday that everybody celebrates. And we have a lot of international viewers who definitely don't celebrate it. Um, but many of those people, I think, have still seen this movie because of the cultural impact it has had. Uh, you know, it's a historical film at this point. Well, Halloween is non-denominational. Just pointing that out real quick. Quite true. And uh, I think that it once again feeds more into the fact that this is more of a Halloween movie than a Christmas movie. And that is most certainly where I land on the debate as well, if yeah. there is a debate to be had. Yeah. I, I think people just like talking about it. I don't know. I, I mean, it's so, like, I feel like only, there's only one moment that actually is in Christmas and the whole rest of the film takes place in Halloween Town. So, like, maybe you'll watch that scene for Christmas. I get that. But the whole movie... And I'll say, I wouldn't even. I'm not crazy about the Christmas depiction in this world. Ooh! Oh, okay. I Actually, I mean, we didn't just talk about that aspect of it after uh, watching, so I'm excited to get, get into that. That is true. We reflected a little bit, but not a lot about this subject matter, about the actual yeah. livability. But, you know, we talked true. about whether we liked the movie or not, but that's a different debate. This isn't a review. This is a yeah. question of whether or not we would live in Halloween Town question mark. True. Uh, so I don't think that we need to waste any more time. Let's get right into it and uh, it. sail off. Yeah. All right. Here we are starting off, I would say, in Halloween Town. And the imagery is palpable. If those well, uh, comparisons. It's palpating. Hmm. I, I don't like that. <laughs> That's um, what palpable is a reference to. All right. Well, you learn something new every day. Uh, <laughs> We open the film of Nightmare Before Christmas, and the very first picture we get in that film is an incredible song called This Is Halloween that gives us just an immediate three-minute snapshot of what Halloween Town is. It gives us the vibes, and it's perfection. And in my I gotta opinion, be honest, it doesn't yeah. actually really tell us all that much, though. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So are you just saying there, it's mostly because they're singing about... Oh, this is Halloween in our area, but they're talking more about the holiday than the place. Um, I think that I neither really that much to be honest. Wow, this is shocking to me. I I feel like this is such a great musical number to tell us what Halloween Town is. You're not on that page. It's Halloween, that's for sure. I mean, we look. I, look. <laughs> so I I have I have mixed emotions about this film. We, we came to a good conclusion that it is, in fact, a vibes film. Because uh, it really doesn't make sense for, like, a million and a half reasons. Yeah. Um, and part of it for me is when I really think about this this opening especially, I'm like, so what do you do here? Do y'all just throw a Halloween party once a year? Is that literally it? I, I, I'm left to believe after watching the film that that's a literally... They literally just have a party once a year. That's it. That's their whole lives. And it's all based on that party. And it, they, apparently they scare people, but you never really see any scaring actually happen. This is a tremendous point, Lou. This is so good. <laughs> because I was thinking about this when I was watching the film. Uh, as somebody who very much enjoys the holiday of Christmas, yeah. uh, you know, Christmas, not Halloween. Um, 
the excitement for me about it is the impermanence of it. It is knowing that, oh, finally, in about a month or two, Christmas is coming, and now I turn on the Halloween music. If I was celebrating it year-round, I feel like I'm hedonically adapting myself out of even caring, because it just becomes everything, right? Oh, so you so, mean the permanence of it. Uh, right, so my problem initially with this is that you spend all your time planning for the same date every year. And I think 365 days a year to get excited about the same holiday is just a hedonic treadmill. You're really just like, what do you get out of that? Like, where's the thrill? Where's the excitement of a temporary thing when all you're doing is just celebrating it anyway? I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Because you can celebrate, like, like let's let's just pretend that uh, Americans had a celebration of life. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> um, uh, I think it's still pretty easy in, in, in a good case to celebrate life every day. And then one day you just drink a little bit more, again, if you're American. <laughs> well, I guess in some ways, uh, non-Americans, would some non-Americans would celebrate the Day of the Dead, which we also talked about on this podcast. It is, in fact, I would say, a celebration of life. And I would think so. And I would say that those people probably are better than us at uh, celebrating life on a date on the daily. And then they do sort of have that one day to really get out and celebrate. In fact, I think it's a whole week or two in some cultures. Um, but uh, I, I also think that all, if you're if all you are doing, like you said, if, if you, the only activity is setting up and getting prepared for this next thing. I do think that there is something to be said about anticipatory utility, yeah. about this uh, anticipation that leads up to something that brings happiness for something that's not there yet. And in some ways, I believe that that can outpace the actual happiness that you even feel from the thing happening if you do it like strongly enough. But yeah. if it's just this, you know, 365 days is a long time to yeah. just keep repeating the same behavior and leading up to the same holiday like hey, I that, do that mayor roadblock. That, that mayor thinks that it's not even enough time to prepare he's he's on jack's doorstep the day after they didn't even get a hangover brief period i guess that, okay this this is true now i however am not willing to say that this is the only activity that they do. I, I think that this is sort of the narrative that we're given because we have a story that needs to be told. And it's a relatively short movie, but stop motion takes a lot of work. And the True. art and time that went into this film is unbelievable. Um, so I do think that we have context clues that the people around here, they get enjoyment out of a lot of these things and it's how they live their life. But I don't know if it's all about the planning. All we're seeing is the party planners, right? We're seeing the mayor, we're seeing Jack Skellington, but there's a lot of other people. They might be part of this, but I don't necessarily know if they're spending like every waking moment getting ready for Halloween. I mean, we don't see anyone do anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because I do feel like we're <laughs> missing part of a the picture. There, I, I want to say there's no way that they do nothing else. Oogie Boogie gambles. Well, yes, and Oogie Boogie is a villain who is isolated from everybody else, seemingly by choice. Um, See, I, I, that's also a question, right? Like, wait, so, like, everyone here is their whole shtick is scaring people, but Oogie Boogie is bad because he goes too hard? Why, yeah. why, why is he this? 
There's a lot of questions with this film, to be honest. I mean, I do think that we get a clear depiction of what makes Oogie Boogie bad. Like, he is very clearly a villainous, mean character. But we don't understand why he is separated from everybody else. We don't understand if there's any backstory there. It's true. There are a lot of questions about the characterization about these people. Like we said, it's a vibes movie. And, and so Jack is the pumpkin king. So I think the reason is that he's the king and literally banished him. Is that is that not fair? I think that's as good of a theory as I could think of. Um, I don't know what the mayor actually does. I guess he just helps the king. Yes, we also don't know how Jack came to inherit the pumpkin king crown. No, we um, don't. That's true. I, I heard today that there's some theories that Jack was a formerly alive person who is now a skeleton, that he was not born as a skeleton. Oh, Um, have you heard the theory uh, that, like, all of those movies from that company are the same guy? Like, uh, I'm trying to remember the first one. So the the kid from Frankenween, he grows up to be the kid, the guy in uh, Corpse Bride, who then dies and becomes Jack. Oh, all the Tim Burton movies. That's the theory. Well, not all of them, just the stop-motion ones. Stop-motion animation. I mean, that's a fun idea. It definitely is. And it would frankly give more lore than we've been given in any of those. True. Um, (laughs) But I I am curious about this. Just, we are trying to make a decision about where to live, right? And if I'm thinking about looking at a listing on uh, Zillow, right? Yeah. I personally feel like more information is going to be a better way for me to make a more informed decision about my purchase. And I think that the problem with Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, not to necessarily discount it out of the gate, because I do think there's a lot of good things to be said too, is just the lack of information. To know that uh, Sally, this character who is beloved across like the subculture of people who love Nightmare Before Christmas, has very few actual lines in the film and very little actual plot. Yeah, um, she's actually also technically a slave. Right. There's a lot of problematic stuff going on there within the subtext and sometimes not even within the subtext. Um, And, you know, we just we're missing so much of a crucial main character. Um, You know, Jack himself, I do think we get more. We understand him to be a very curious uh, character. He's tired of the treadmill, which I think is interesting. We are seeing the guy who's at the top of the chain here and... Granted, yeah. being at the top of the chain is not always a happy place to be. Um, but he is the pumpkin king, and he's still like, this is boring. I'm tired of doing this again and again and again. Um, so I don't know. Which, <laughs> until the end, when he's not tired of it anymore, and, and he's just down to do it for the rest of eternity. Well, <laughs> and that's a whole other thing. Um <laughs> We don't have to get too far into, uh, I guess, how we feel about the plot details of that or the moral of the story. Lack thereof, more so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, but it is important to contextualize that we are missing pieces. Like, um, yeah. y- you know, it, it's hard to say a lot about Halloween Town. That uh, Zillow it, listing really would just say this is Halloween with a price tag underneath. But it would look really cool. It would look really like, cool. Ooh. Ooh hey, this is Halloween. I like Halloween. Yes, I you mean, like I th- Halloween. I think, yeah, I think there's more of a... I, I think it's no secret, like, I, I'm not gonna... Like, there's no reason to pretend like, like you would want to live here. Well, actually, so here's the here's what becomes interesting, though. Um, 
Halloween Town is one village in what we see to be, I, I guess, a subset of holiday villages. It is not the only one. And yeah. in my opinion, growing up, the thing to me, at least, that I remember that was the most fun about this movie was this set of trees that each have a logo of a specific holiday. And if yeah, you were to enter cool. the tree, you enter the village that that holiday represents. Um, and again, very underexplored because the only tree we actually get to see with our own two eyes is Christmas. Um, but there is also Thanksgiving. There is also uh, Easter. Oh, man, I just realized the problem with the Thanksgiving tree. Yeah. Might be how we got smallpox. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's pretty much just the colonial surrender day, right? I um, put that in air quotes. We can talk it through what we think Thanksgiving, uh, the Thanksgiving tree looks like if you really want to. But I worry about giving you that ammunition. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Thanksgiving, everybody. I think it's a loaded holiday in this country I, I, specifically. I think it's pretty safe to say that Lou would not want to go there, and no. uh, I'd be concerned about going there for a number of reasons. Hey, I could see, though, what if you go in and it's over the garden wall? We're just walking into the unknown. Because it does have very, like, fall turkey vibes. I think that that's very unlikely. I think so, too. But, hey, we... <laughs> This movie is a glorified version of the holidays, just like anything else. So I want to say that they wouldn't quite go where you're thinking. Hey, that's fair. There's definitely no Jesus in Christmas Town. Yes, that is accurate as well. Um, so uh, talk through the tree mechanism to me. Let's start there while I figure out the last holiday that I'm missing. Wait, like, like how does it work? No, not you don't have to explain how it works. I think oh, we got okay. there. I just, like, I don't how, know how it works. Like, does that appeal to you? Is that an interesting thing that would give any more draw to you about living in any of these places, knowing that you could kind of hop in between? Well, there are only three holidays that I'm vaguely interested in, and one of them is Halloween. And the other, okay. one of them I shouldn't talk about, and the other one is April Fool's Day. Um, and I don't think that one gets a tree. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Um, and let me line up the other ones that I missed, because I me I mentioned Easter, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Uh, you are correct, there's no April Fool's Day. Um, but there is a Valentine's Day, a St. Patrick's Day, and an Independence Day, which you already talked about Thanksgiving, so there don't was need to an go Independence off. Day? There was no Hanukkah, but they put a f flag on a tree? That's so dumb! Uh, actually, they put a firecracker. That's even worse! You think so? Talk it's on that. a tree! Hmm, <laughs> that's <laughs> my, my state is on fire, like, half, more than half the year. Lou, you're bringing up some interesting points. Gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the Grinch, everybody. That is my favorite Christmas movie, because he is me. <laughs> well, I feel like this opens up some, uh, <laughs> maybe another can of worms here. So... The one thing that I believe is unclear in the film, and I did talk about this to you after we watched it, was simply, where does our world fit within these trees? Because when the characters, when Jack Skellington goes through the Christmas door at one point, he is able to become Santa Claus and go what appears to be 
to the real world that we are familiar with, in which he engages in Santa Claus activities by dropping a bunch of frightening toys into a bunch of children's chimneys across the globe, making it seem like the inside of that tree is vast, maybe. No, 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 no. He actually gets there from Halloween Town. Because he's say, remember they they send him off from the Halloween village with the with his whole Santa Claus shtick. Oh, you're right. He doesn't actually even go through that. Okay, wait. So this actually this is big because this actually confirms even more so. It appears that these trees, these holiday doors, they do go to all these different places. But I think that this is clear mm-hmm. evidence that. <laughs> All that all of these villages still exist within the same real world. What I'm saying, these are not different universes. Um, yeah, I think it, you're right because it looks like he falls into like some weird wormhole when he goes through the tree that goes sends him to Christmas Town. But you're right, there's no way they're parallel worlds because he just like rides into the sky and then through flying ends up in the real world. Yeah, we know that Santa Claus can get to the real world from Christmas Town, and you're right. We know that Jack Skellington can get to the real world through Halloween Town. So I think that's a safe parameter. Just say, now we're we're still going to be talking about living in one of these villages for sure. That's that's the one that is on the table, I think. Um, but we can presume that there is a way to reach the regular world from those trees. I think that's that's important, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, I'd like to point out that in that real world. Uh, we shoot imposters out of the sky with cannons. Yes, uh, the depiction that we are getting <laughs> of Americans in this movie, can't imagine it being a real depiction. Th- this uh, is, forest is definitely in America, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yes, very much Day the Earth Stood Still vibes. We see something that's unfamiliar and just immediately shoot it. Um, yeah. But in this world, Santa Claus is familiar. So if it had been regular Santa, they wouldn't have been worried. Uh, so I guess take that with a grain of salt, maybe. <laughs> or what if Santa just had a bad day and felt like dishing out some service? Then they would have just shot Santa out of the sky. And then for real, no more Christmas for good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like we saw them do a trial. We don't exactly know. Mm-hmm. He's skinny. Shoot him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you're you're right. There are some flimsy uh, ethics going on here from uh, the American military. Yeah, um, no kidding, man. What about all the other countries in the world too? Like, did they co-sign this? Is everybody just like, yo, this is the thing. Put down your weapons, everybody. Our wars are over because someone's impersonating Santa. This created world peace for a single day. I also want to know. Are all other holidays considered unrecognized or fake? That's by what the par- I'm wondering. By the parameters of this world, like, do we just, is there no Hanukkah because there's no Hanukkah tree? Or is there just no Hanukkah tree in the Halloween town area? And maybe there could yeah. be a Hanukkah tree in other places, potentially. Yeah, they- yeah, that's a good question. What other holidays? How obscure do we have, like, you know how, like, there's a holiday on every single day of the calendar, technically? Yeah, what does it take? Does, does yeah. it take government approval? Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Does, does, do I, does Labor Day count? What does that look like? Whoa. Oh, man. Every, well, 
this is complicated because either it looks like there is just marching working soldiers toiling away from nine to five and then they just <laughs> stop everything that they're doing and uh have weekends off it's the 1920s um, movie metropolis that's what labor day looks like <laughs> that's basically probably it um <laughs> <laughs> or you could have it, oh, people are off on Labor Day, so everybody's just off and they're chilling. But I feel like it's more likely to be the first. Dude, if that's the case, the Labor Day world would be the best. Everyone's just at the beach and eating hot dogs 24-7. Yeah, then that would be fine. Unfortunately, we have no confirmation of a Labor Day door, so how can we actually say that that's a valid option in this case? And for the record, I take issue with us missing these other holiday trees why yeah, how are we too. acknowledging right now that christmas is the only one i have a big problem with that yeah i i actually kind of agree with that like day the day where's the day if the day of the dead tree would be there do we just go to the coco world see that's all they are is just different animated world depictions yeah is that what we're doing on this podcast lou our our ship is just grabbing trees from different places plopping them on the ship and now oh we've got gosh. doors that we can walk into dude you're right we should just take all the trees and put them on our ship <laughs> and then we're good then we can just travel freely we've got no more problems yeah oh my god dude i'll bet the saint patty's day tree is a party <laughs> Oh, yeah. Would you uh, have any interest in the St. Patty's Day tree? Or That's St. the Patty's land Day of Village? blackout drunks. Um, I mean, or you could just go not. to Ireland. Yeah, oh, same. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Their alcoholism yeah. rate is actually astonishingly high. Um, but, uh... <laughs> I mean, again, the only holidays I'd have interest in, I probably shouldn't even mention on the show. So, like... Uh, no is do we have a is there like god okay I, I i've been joking this whole time but now i need to ask a serious question you saw independence day right does that mean every country in the world gets their independence day in this in this thing you know what Wait. i mean <laughs> hold on are you comparing this to the independence day movie with the aliens no 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 you said that there's a fourth of july Yes, yes, sorry. I thought you were asking me, have I seen Independence Day? No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, like, does every country get their own, like, because every country was been liberated from somebody, you know what I mean? So, like, do they all get their own one? Like, Canada's, okay. Canada's Pride Day get one? Like, I, I don't know what they're all called, but, you know, most countries have a version of it where they're celebrating their own political monarchy or whatever. Except for the countries that still don't. Uh, no, I mean, they still have them. It's just, well, you know, I mean, every country has enslaved them. Uh, I mean, that's all, no, that's for, too much politics. <laughs> no, for example, though, I went to Scotland and I basically asked, oh, do you celebrate like an Independence Day? And they're like, no, we're not free. Whoa. So, uh, you know, that, that also. But there's still a, like a Scotland Day. Um, Maybe, but I don't think that it would be the same as Independence it's, Day. It's called St. Andrew's Day. All we're getting is a firecracker um, in on the tree, right? So I feel like the implication is that it's the American Independence Day. Um, again, I would like to hope that maybe there's other trees in other places that just are not in this specific version of Halloween Town. Maybe every country has their own set of trees. Uh, you know, I've been to Pride Festival in Portland, and I would probably go to the Pride tree. Because I'll bet that would be the best effing holiday to live in year-round. Everyone's oh, that would nice be to each other, complimenting each other's outfits, and wearing the most beautiful clothes 24-7. Bro, I'd go to Pride so hard. 
Yeah, that, see, again, this would be a terrific option if we had canonical proof that that tree existed within Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, I'm still happy to throw the hypothetical on the table as, oh, if that were real, I would love that. Um, Wait, so can we say that theoretically for this thought experiment, every holiday actually exists? Uh, this, I don't think we world? can, because we've got to be fair within the parameters of the what the content that we're viewing right and it's just it's an unknown we we can't necessarily invent something that was not in the body of work that we're viewing maybe we just maybe they just off-screened all the unpopular holidays at the time i feel like if you want to make a choice again even if it were true we are not even seeing the depiction of what that looks like i would go as far as to say it wouldn't even be fair for us to say we can move into anything other than Halloween Town or Christmas Town in this world because we haven't seen it. We don't have any evidence to That's actually true. look at and say that this is the animated world that we want to live in, right? I think we, it we did see animated. the Easter Bunny. We did see the Easter Bunny. So we... <laughs> I don't know if that's enough still to say that we would live in his area, but we can say whether we would want to be friends with that bunny or not. What did you think? Was he friend worthy? He actually looked pretty chill, but I made the, I turned it to Alec while we were at the theater. I'm a talk at the theater guy. Hate me all you want. Uh, I turned and made the comment because the, 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 the Oogie Boogie kids steal the Easter bunny thinking he's Santa halfway through the movie. And they're like, oh shoot, we'll return him. And I turned to Alec and I go the awkward moment when they return him to the Thanksgiving village. <laughs> And that's what makes this fun, is knowing that there are these different creatures that can potentially interact with these different worlds. Again, I feel like it's underexplored by the film. There was yeah. talk about a possible prequel of Nightmare Before Christmas happening, which I don't know if is necessary. But if they did, I would really want to see the inside of the other trees. That would be my only request of that film. Um, you know, the thing is, I would want to see this concept tackled by, like, a different company than Disney, probably. So I don't really want to see it ever happen again. Well, Disney wasn't really the company behind Nightmare Before Christmas. It was complicated. They were the well, distributor. But, but they definitely would be if there was a new one. That is true. Uh, almost <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Yeah, um, no. I don't think Disney would have co-signed Nightmare Before the Christmas, to be honest. Technically, they, it was Touchstone Pictures, which I believe was owned by Disney at the time, or at least affiliated, but yeah. it had a separation. And Disney would use Touchstone as a way to do movies that were a little bit edgier. Um, yeah. And again, they didn't own them always, though. They bought them later, so I don't know at what point Nightmare Before Christmas came into the picture. I think it was later. Um, wow, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was also Touchstone. Oh, that's a great movie. I love that movie. So, yeah, lots of edgier content that came from there that ended up being owned by Disney. And now they own 21st Century Fox, too, which has plenty of edgy things, which all end up on Hulu. So if we are actually strictly limiting it to, like, the few holidays that we see, it's pretty uninteresting to me. So I'm the Halloween guy. I love Halloween. Everyone knows it. I do pretty much live Halloween 365 days a year, very unabashedly. Um... But another thing you'll know about me is I'm not, I don't really, I used to like parties when I was younger. I don't anymore. Um, and all they really do is throw a Halloween party once a year. And it's very social. Everyone comes out in the village and they're all expected to do things. It's a lot of pressure, man. I feel like I wouldn't want my job to have like a single performance review once a year that kind of evaluates my entire lifestyle you know what i mean and your entire existence yeah yeah i i think that's uh that's too much pressure and not enough joy um but, but i love their outfits though 
outfits are great. I will say this, Lou. What if it meant that you didn't have to work any of the rest of the time, except for on that slowly, just on little things here and there? Because the idea of not having to work is nice as long as there's things to occupy your time in a healthy way. I mean, isn't that just work, though, at the end of the day? Well, I guess, and the other question is, we don't know if there really are a lot of things to do, at least that we would take interest in. I mean, I can tell you that it would be a nightmare for me to have to live day to day in Halloween town. I would just be scared everywhere that I went. I'd probably get over <laughs> it. Like I would adapt. Um, yeah, I would just but, be scared constantly. Yeah, you would. Um, funny. I actually, though, here, I want to say something in defense of uh, Halloween town as an option. It is so beautiful. It's musical. Um yeah. It seems like genuinely, even though the people are scary, they are extremely friendly in a really tight-knit community that seem to really care for each other a lot outside that, of Oogie Boogie. That is very true. Actually, I, I'd probably, I'd say I'd like to, see, the problem is, for me, when I even think about, like, who I would want to be, I think about the designs, and I think they're cool from an aesthetic perspective, but I don't actually think they're cool in an I-want-to-be-them perspective. You know what I mean? Like, the witches don't look cool. The vampires don't look cool. They look like a Tim Burton nightmare, but they don't look like I would want that to be my bod. You know what I mean? I understand that. So uh, I'm going to, I I assume that Kingdom Hearts is going to come up a couple times in this podcast because. Oh, uh, shoot. Does that count in the lore? Can I be I Sora think... from Kingdom Hearts? Because his outfit is freaking awesome. So, and that's what I was going to say. So Kingdom Hearts, as most of you probably know, is a video game where these Final Fantasy, well, it, it combines Final Fantasy with many of the worlds from Disney. And a lot of the time, the characters will have an outfit or a, a physical change that will match uh, whatever the world is. And I, I remember that the Nightmare Before Christmas world has some really awesome clothing choices for the characters, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Some of um, my favorite in the whole game. And we do get to explore Halloween Town a little bit more through that. And it is also really cool. Again, yeah. I would do anything to explore a mock-up of the Halloween Town of Nightmare Before Christmas if it was ever, like, brought to life in some super awesome fashion. If Disney ever did that in a theme park or something. I was literally going to say, Disney, what are you doing? You could have the sickest... Now, granted, that'd be an expensive attraction for only, like, the two months that they do Halloween. Or one. How long yeah. do they do Halloween for? Uh, three, starting three. in August. Oh, oh, well, that's delightful. And they don't actually take it down until after Halloween, right? That is true, yeah. And then Yo, the... who, who am I here to diss on Disney when they're the only ones in this country doing Halloween correctly? Well, also, Universal Studios, their competitor, has okay. Halloween Horror Nights that a lot of people are familiar oh, with. Oh, that's all. Okay, they do it even better. You're right. And you want to know a really fun fact. Uh, there is a Disney International Park, I forget which one it is, that actually has set up two, like, mazes similar to a Halloween Horror Night style thing. No way! Yes, I believe one of them was from Stromboli and Pinocchio at one point, uh, and then That's the other one might- a really weird choice! And then the other one might have been, like, Headless Horseman themed- Whoa, uh, that's an awesome choice. So again, I'm I'm completely speaking purely off memory, people. So definitely fact check this. I don't remember what the content is. Uh, Stromboli? That's such a weird choice. Well, Pinocchio's a freaking creepy film, dude. I would love hey, to talk right. about Pinocchio on this podcast one day. Oh yeah, um, that like Sinner's Island or whatever it is. Pleasure Island. As Pleasure they say. Island? That's it right. It basically is Sinner's Island, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, there is precedent for Disney trying to play with some scarier elements, but they can only get away with it in places that feel like a safe space or where the audience is really there. Otherwise, all the parents complain that the Disney image is being tarnished. And this is a problem they've had for a long time. Um, wow. But, so you know, I do think there is, because they do still celebrate Halloween three months a year. Like they do not so scary Halloween party is what it's called in the parks. Um, That's such a lame title. <laughs> yeah i mean depending on what you're into it's not the best but the idea is we're trying they're trying to say oh come here instead of horror nights if you don't want to be scared if you like halloween for the fun if your name is alec uh yeah. from the jester bros uh please come on over i mean i guess when you're like <clears throat> since they are pretty much just calling it that so to compete with their competitors and be like hey you know they we need because yeah i mean obviously they can't really do scare mazes in like california and florida because nobody would go to them you're right they would just get beaten out by universal really bad well i think if they could come up with a the right space for it the right platform for it it could work like they've talked in the past about having a villain's land or a villain's park at disney which has never really come to fruition but if that ever happened i think that you are presenting a more open environment to say hey in halloween it's gonna get a little bit scary here we are gonna have some uh, spookier experiences and That's something fair. like Nightmare Cri Before Christmas could work really well and to tie it back into what we're talking about today the reason it could work really well is because the world is freaking cool does it yeah. mean that it's like the best place to live not necessarily but you can't say that this is a place that you would not want to at least visit hardcore if you had an opportunity dude honestly I, I talked to we talked about this after watching the movie but uh I think that Oogie Boogie's space is weirdly, like, as much as I feel like its presence in the film is unfortunately not actually very needed, it's probably one of the coolest parts of the film and one of the coolest spaces in the entire land. Yes. So we get this fantastic, uh, colorful black light sequence with Oogie Boogie as he's rolling his dice in, you know, this spinning roulette contraption. Yeah. And it's just so pretty and again i i can't say enough about the art that it took to get this movie together between the music and the animation style um yeah. but the color is an underrated piece and that is one of the reasons why i agree with that i i think that uh you know i think you're right i most mostly because you know tim burton is so known for doing gray and putting gray and making like corpse bride especially the world of it was really cool how they like made a contrast with the like underworld being really lively and colorful and fun and then the above world the victorian era being very like muted and gray the whole time but it was unfortunate mm -hmm. because like most of the film takes place up there so like it ended up being a style choice that wasn't very visually interesting that's um, a good point yeah uh i love the, the the metaphor and the theming of it but uh you know just visually didn't turn out but you're right the nightmare before christmas the color throughout the whole thing including christmas town especially is really really eye-popping um and the music is fun I, so here's the thing everyone i'm not saying ew no i never live in halloween town like it's honestly seems like a pretty like you talk about safety a lot in uh in in these things and it seems also very safe it doesn't That's seem like great people point. die. well you unless know? you decide to leave the safety of halloween town and go experience the american military that's a good point which i would never do yeah, at that point, just stay, you know, I, I would be more inclined to stay in the village. I will also yeah. say, 
we see the village. We see that it's Halloween town. We don't get a sense of expansiveness. We don't know if it perhaps it could extend a lot farther, that there might be a lot more people, that there might be a lot more things going on. Again, yeah. we just don't know. And I feel like that's the theme of this podcast. There's all these cool holiday trees. We don't know where they are. Uh, there could be a lot more Halloween around Halloween town. We don't know where it is. Yeah. And, you know, there could be a lot more to the characters who live here, and we don't know what's going on with that plot. Um, and that's not necessarily just like this big blanket criticism of the film, but it is a problem when a couple of dudes who are just on their ship looking for a fresh place to plant their bottoms. Yeah, uh, a nice place to live, to call home. Yeah, then we need to know this stuff. Um, and I wish that this world were more fleshed out. We are going to have this problem sometimes when we talk about movies instead of series because a show has many episodes to potentially show us a world. Um, but there are some worlds that right now, I will say, you are living, you have chosen to live in a film. You chose Coco over any of the series that we've talked about. It is possible yes, to paint something that feels vast and big enough to be worth living in. That's a really solid point. I, and I know that it's silly that I'm living in Coco's, you know, underworld pretty much. Uh, <laughs> and and saying that like, ah, Halloween Town's not for me. But y'all got to understand, like the mechanism, you, you said that like, if you didn't have to work, you know, in, in uh, Halloween Town. And the thing is like, I don't mind working. Working isn't an issue for me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to just have vacation 24 seven because I, it's, I just get bored, you know? Mm-hmm um very quickly so the reason i chose coco is because i have such a you know I, i'm a spirit in the coco world everyone uh that is you know my whole like purpose in life is to like usher you know dead people to the living or living people to the dead there we go um and that gives you so much of a sense of meaning and halloween town to me doesn't have a fulfilling that you know yes. what I mean? like the meaning is missing yeah the meaning is missing i would be like jack i'd be like yo or can we do like something else like heck man i'd be with oogie boogie playing cards <laughs> oogie boogie's bored too he just why well, he's setting up his own gambling games <laughs> that's dude you know i really like how you said all that because it's it does in fact i'm gonna expand this farther into this podcast as a whole i don't know if we've actually said this in words but maybe we have uh that just a sense of meaning and purpose is integrally important no matter for each of us i would say even though we see what that meaning and purpose is differently um i didn't really get it fully until i saw a place like halloween town where the entire point of the movie partially is that these people don't have a purpose yeah um you know, when you see what that does to the main character. Now, the others are all just perfectly happy and content to live there. And uh, I would argue that in a lot of small towns, the people who care the least about leaving are perfectly content and just don't think about the... And in some ways, maybe it's even healthier to not think so much about what else is out there that you're missing what's right in front of you. Um, no way. I, I don't but, say it's healthy or dishealthy. I think it's just a matter of preference. Yeah, Preference and perspective. Um, but for each of us, we would have so much trouble being in a place like this, not being able to explore properly. And actually, that leads me to a question then. 
So I'm going to give you the five holidays that are not depicted in this film that we know on that in theory are in the universe. Tell me which one of the five you would be the most interested to explore if you had to pick one. Thanksgiving. Don't make a comment. Okay. That's good enough. Independence Day. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Easter. uh, Still a religious holiday, um, but with a bunny. Yeah, I don't think there's any real... I mean, I think from Christmas Village, you can tell that, like, there's no church or anything like that. They're keeping it pretty non-denominational. Yeah, which is uh, fine for this purpose and probably important for us to know. Um, <laughs> probably all you get is a bunny from Easter. Yeah, maybe. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe. And one that we didn't really comment about at all, Valentine's Day. Oh. I didn't know Hallmark got their way in there. Um. (laughs) Well, Hallmark is a big part of holidays. Um, And maybe, you know what's funny is that Hallmark probably in some ways influenced whatever happens in these places because uh, it's all animated, right? And animators get a lot of their vision from what they perceive holidays to be. Hallmark informs what holidays are. And therefore, we have five trees and you have to pick one. I'll bet there's a lot more lovemaking going on in St. Patty's tree. I'll just say that right now. Are you thinking more likely than Valentine's Day? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bet there are a lot of fights that happen at Valentine's Day. I bet there's a lot of fights that happen on St. Patrick's Day, too. Yeah, I'm... but those are fun fights. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually think that Valentine's Day might not be so bad if I was just guessing from an outsider. Um, just because we are not getting what love is. We are getting a romanticized version of love, which, in which a is even worse. Place, interesting. Explore this. Why? Oh my god, the romanticized version of Valentine's Day is one reason why I hate it so much. It's it's the land of unhealthy gender norms. Yes, which is terrible because so many people learn from these films and then incorporate them into this world. But this is a world where those things are actually realities. So does that change it? Because we're not talking about this world. We're talking about the world in the tree. What? That would how would that not be worse? Well, I guess that if we were walking in, it would be hard because we already have our own preconceived views of love. And we would what probably th- just... Wait, wait, wait. What do you think you'd be walking into? Um, I just think that it would be like um, it, it, if it was the animators creating this thing, right? And, and I'm picturing what this world looks like. I suspect that it is just a very potentially boring world where it's all couples and everybody is genuinely in love and very gushy and probably mean it. That's what I would expect. Yo, I you know what I just I picture something a little bit different. I'll bet it looks like uh like the Fairly Odd Parents Fairyland Fairy World, and there's just a bunch of cupids on like military row loading up their arrows to go <laughs> swarm people and shoot them down. With love, you know what? I actually think you might be more right because the movie that we are watching is Nightmare Before Christmas, and that's yeah. much more time. Well, and in Christmas you don't see a bunch of like people celebrating Christmas. You see elves and Santa. In Halloween Town, you see everything that is spooky imagery, I guess. All right, well, St. Patrick's Day, you're probably getting leprechauns then, not a bunch of drunks. They're drunk leprechauns, though. We have to fit the bill. Yeah, I guess that. And probably the leprechauns are bringing the beer. Um, Yeah, and they've got a bunch of gold. Yo, that sounds pretty lit. All right, so we're saying St. Patrick's Day of the Unseen Plains, we think is a pretty good choice. I would agree with that based on uh, what you said. It would at least be interesting, if nothing else. I get. What would Thanksgiving be, though? You already speculated, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again. Sorry, Fine. the rabbit That's hole. That's for Easter. Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <both got> there. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So no, wait, does that mean Easter is just the bunny loading up like laying eggs? I guess bunnies don't lay eggs. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, maybe this, what? I can see the Easter bunny laying eggs. I think that that's <laughs> on the table. Maybe they. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Easter buddies just sitting there cranking them out 300. I mean, hey, yo, bunnies breed like bunnies. So, like, it's, it's, I guess they would have that many eggs once a year. Well, if the Easter bunny did not lay the eggs themselves, they would have to get the eggs from somewhere else. So, are there just chicken nurseries or hatcheries where the Easter bunny goes around and the, uh, he thanks the chicken for chickens for their service? I guess And so, just takes yeah. their eggs. And then they have, like, some other weird metaphysical creature, like, painting them. Yeah, does the Easter Bunny paint the eggs themselves, or it, are there other creatures that do this? I'll bet it's like Santa. Like, the bunny's the delivery boy, and wow, I just realized that Santa's just a glorified delivery boy. You know what's interesting about this? Is that the interesting discussion that we have had today for me is the lands that we don't know about. It's the yeah. unknown that we're just speculating. What could it be like to have a holiday land? And to make a, a sad conclusion from what you just said... It's really because the the lands are not actually all that interesting. <laughs> yeah, let me give a second to talk about Christmas Town because I teased it in the beginning. Um, yeah. So at this point, we are going to be entering, um, you know, November and December where there might be some holiday influence. I'm honestly going to try to not overload you all with Christmas because I recognize that it is not a holiday that everybody celebrates, but it is important to me. Right. I grew up with it. It brought me a lot of joy. I know that there's a lot of consumerism involved, but I have a really healthy relationship with it that I've developed knowing what it is. Um, you think and, it's healthy. Okay. I, I won't tease you too hard. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't come too hard for me because I, and I would say in general, you know, don't come for anybody for what they love as a blanket state. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying, you know, I think that's a safe thing like i'm not gonna come for anybody who loves halloween because i like christmas more uh i think halloween is great even though it's something that i don't get a lot of joy out of though this year i had a splendid halloween month i really did i, I i'm gonna put a caveat in that and say if people love really awful things that are <laughs> yeah. immoral such as well i won't i won't expand but then maybe going for coming for them is valid because you got to call people out on their bs you know yeah yeah I, i'd say that's fair um but uh in this case, you know, Christmas is something that means a lot to me, and you may all hear about that here and there. Um, I do think that there is an art to a great Halloween special, just like there is an art to a great Christmas special. Um, True. You know, and I think that there are things about those vibes that uh, deliver differently, depending on how it's executed. Um, and basically what I'm all trying to say is, the Christmas sequence honestly felt pretty dark. And I think that dark works really well in Halloween town. But even when Jack went over there, he talks about how he's seen all this joy, but it still has that Tim Burton flair, right? The elves are still a little creepy looking, let's be wow, honest. Oh, you're saying you know, it's still too, it's not, it's not pretty enough. I kind of am inclined to agree with you. It's the colors are very pretty. I'll give it that. Yeah, so I, I agree with that, but like we talked about, or I just talked about how something that makes a Halloween special great is darkness. Nightmare Before Christmas does it fantastically. But something yeah. that makes a Christmas special great, I'm thinking of something like The Grinch that makes me honestly feel good. Like it's more of a feel-good sensation that I'm looking for when I seek out my Christmas content, though a lot of people like stuff that feels more real to them and makes fun of like, 
dysfunctional families. Not wait, my wait, favorite wait. type of Christmas content. We are going to talk about living in the Grinch world on this podcast this year, though, right? That would be fun. Let's do that. I would love to do that because Whoville actually has a really expansive universe that we could draw a bunch of movies from to talk about. Sure. Yeah, no, um, actually, if, if we were going to talk about uh, something from uh, Christmas this year, that is at least one that we should cover. Sure, I'll mark it. Grinch will be talked cool. about this year. Most Christmas stuff is just the regular world, maybe with like a slight metaphysical element anyway. So I feel like Whoville is actually a defined, like interesting place we could talk about. Yeah, totally agree. I think Whoville is very much on the table for this podcast. Cool. Um, but Christmas Town within Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, I just, I don't get the vibes that I'm looking for if I'm trying to move to a holiday town. Um, yeah. I would almost be quicker to do Halloween Town itself because I think it fits more of what I would hope to experience from that. You know what my issue I just realized with probably both of them would be? What? It's going to sound so silly. It's cold. I was going to say at the end of this podcast, well, all of these things are great, but I have seasonal affective disorder, so we're going to have to count this out. Yeah, I uh, I would probably not want to be somewhere that cold 24-7 you know yeah again my problem is and that's a great point it would be eventually miserable maybe you would adapt to it but uh again i have really hard times with overcast weather um and it seemed like the christmas town had it too like i we didn't get a clear picture of uh you know clear skies there uh anywhere you know yeah. so i until i see visual proof that there is some good bright spots where I can get my vitamin C. I think yeah. that that's going to be an issue for me living in one of Vi these worlds. Vitamin D. Got it. Thanks. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you get vitamin C from fruit. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm not paid here to be a fruit scientist. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're not paid here at all. Um. All right. So let's just ask a couple questions before we close this out. I, I did want to, just ask blanketly if there was just a holiday that you were to live in forget about nightmare before christmas um it, do you really have like one in particular that you're like i wish that it was this holiday year round you're not gonna like my answer <laughs> i mean listen if you want to go with pride month i'm right there with you you would have liked that answer i know you'd like that answer that's not what i'm talking about oh this is a bad answer oh no 420 let's go uh, can you give me another one 420 days a year <laughs> that was a funny joke um <laughs> i don't even smoke anymore way. it's so funny um i mean of all the holidays i do that one's at least the most interesting and fun but that's, I, I'm just going to say, like, I disagree with my own premise because I don't think having a holiday year round makes any sense because then it's not a holiday anymore. It's just life. Yeah. That's what every, like, I wish Christmas with everyday movie is about. Right. Um, I don't know. Day of the Dead, probably. That's why I'm in the Cocoa Village. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's a great point. And as we conclude here, you have uh, stayed in. The Day of the Dead. So, at, at this point, I'm going to ask, would you live in any of the worlds of Nightmare Before Christmas? Is this a yes or a no? Before Honestly, probably not at all. No, no, no. Not even if we had started from the very beginning and this was being faced with it. I think I'd take a pass on this one. I think I would agree with you. I, I'm a no. Um, but if you had to, where would you decide to go? And I would say... 
I hate to say it, but the the holiday trees that we can't see are probably off the table. But if you're really if you feel strongly about it, I would let you pick one. You know, I'd probably legitimately end up kicking it with Oogie Boogie and his weird little gambling paradise. Wow. I, um, I truly would. It's just, it's got the most color. It seems like the most fun. He just seems like the most fun guy there. Everyone else seems really like, ever, okay, hot take. Everyone in Halloween Town seems really effing lame. Uh, okay. They're all just like, oh, well, we're, they're all super close-minded. They're all, they're all very like, you know, oh, well, let's just do this one thing. And that's my whole life. I'm totally fine with that. Like, I feel like I wouldn't have an interesting conversation with anybody in Halloween town, which is a weird thing for me to say, but I yeah. really, I really don't think I would. Cause we don't get a lot of depth from them. There's a lot of conversationalists. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Jack and Oogie Boogie are truly the most two interesting people. I honestly feel like I'd be pretty content being a skeleton along the lines in the physics of Jack um, cause Jack actually seems to be one of the more well-spirited people there, uh, That's true. is very slender like myself. And I just like the way he moves. It's interesting to me. Um, and I think, uh, I would be interested in the graveyard, which has that really awesome iconic scene where the moon comes from the back of that, uh, rolling oh, hill or tree. Oh, that's right. Oh, shoot. No, I would be like zero. I'd be a ghost dog. Oh, that would be fun. I forgot that was on the table. Yeah, I'd be like zero. That's definitely the move. Uh, and then I guess then we answered our own question whether we would move uh, to this place or not is nah. uh, decidedly a, a no. We would not leave our current homes of Coco, the land of the dead for Lou, and the Pokemon world for myself. Nice. Man, you're going to be stuck in that Pokemon world for a while. You know, I keep thinking I might be on the verge of leaving, and I, I haven't um, gotten there. Oh, and I said that I would uh, tell you all which place I would want to live out of the Halloween worlds that we explored, and it would be Land of the Dead Coco, same as Lou. It, Gravity Falls was close, but um, I got really close to moving to the Land of the Dead. There's a lot that I like about it, so yeah, check Land out that Dead podcast cool. if you haven't already. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked that. I thought that was a good one, too. Cool. Uh, well, Lou, this has been great. Um, I am going to go ahead and talk about what we have in store next time. The next episode's going to drop just before Thanksgiving for us Americans, which we are not going to be doing a Thanksgiving world. Uh, not going to celebrate that. But I do think it would be a great opportunity to do a cartoon that I just think is perfect for the fall season. It's uh, not Christmas yet, but it still gives you the the vibes that you're looking for, that cozy cup of coffee. We're going to be talking about Trollberg from Hilda on the heels of their season three, which is coming up. Oh, shoot. That's going to be interesting. Ooh, I, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about that one. So if you haven't seen Hilda yet, now is your notice to go ahead and check it out. Seasons one to two and two are on Netflix and season three will be by early December. So this is the perfect time to check it out. And I'm sure you can find them other places. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think I'm going to watch uh, Hilda for this too, because I love that series. I do too. I just want to watch some more because of uh, how much I love it. So yeah. Uh, well, Lou, this has been tons of fun. Uh, it was fun watching the movie with you and then talking about it with you. Yes, indeed. Uh, 
Yeah, watching that movie, everybody was quite a treat. I'm really glad we were able to uh, to have that experience. Again, I we didn't get to talk about the review of the film itself, but we saw it in 3D. And even though the 3D was like good at some, when you when you have something in 3D that's not shot for 3D, sometimes it doesn't look good. But most of this looked pretty good. It was pretty fun to see it that way. Uh, and it really highlighted a lot of things that Alec and I hadn't noticed before about character and set design. So uh, that, that was fun. I just wanted to mention that before we sign off. Agree. It was the most present I'd ever been watching the film, and I caught so much that I hadn't seen before. So, uh, man, and that's it for Halloween month. We extended it a little bit for you, and now we're uh, moving into some more stuff. So, again, stay tuned for Hilda next week. Thank you all for listening. Write us those reviews, and we'll see you next time. Happy Halloween, whatever day it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mwah. <laughs>